We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. And then I, I actually, I don't even know if, I don't even know if Moy second because Glenn Murray's still been great. Oh my goodness. The, with the, this game, what this, happened? This game is apocalyptic for me. Who am I talking to? I don't know. Let's move on to a different game so I can watch the stench off of yeah. that one. Uh, let's... This is the Fantasy Soccer Podcast from Rotowire.com, your premier source for fantasy sports. For player news, rankings, projections, and the best fantasy soccer stats around, please visit Rotowire.com slash soccer. And now, here are Mike Gottlieb and Andrew Laird. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Rotowire Fantasy Soccer Podcast. I am your host, Mike Gottlieb, and with me, as always, is Andrew Laird. Uh, Andrew, uh, we're, we're, we're recording Thursday morning today, and I'm still kind of getting over the Champions League yesterday, um, the Liverpool-Man City Champions League game. And we're going to get to Liverpool in a second because they also have another big game this weekend, but... Uh, before we even get into the weekend, and by the way, we are brought to you by our good friends at Starting Eleven. Uh, sorry about that; a uh, little delayed on that one. But uh, we, um, you know, when we talk about the big games this weekend, including in what's going to be our Starting Eleven lineups, which we'll get to later, um, we have uh, we have Liverpool in another big game. But do you think that anything that happened yesterday in the Champions League makes any waves over the rest of the season? I mean, the biggest one will obviously be how serious Mohamed Salah's injury is. They, He kind of made it sound like it was no big deal. Um, I feel like coming off early in a Champions League match, regardless of score, um, particularly against Man City, um, means there's some level of severity. But, uh, you know, if he miss, misses this weekend's match and then is back for the second leg or, or it be, turns out he misses a few games, like I think that's going to be the one that, that really affects everything. Um, Manchester City, 
we'll get to them a little bit later, but they also have a humongous match this weekend, not just because it's a Manchester Derby, but because they literally could win the title this weekend. And so um, Pep Guardiola kind of indicated they may rest some people um, in order to be ready for next week's Champions League um, game. So uh, based on what happened this week, uh, I think Mo Salah is obviously the one that that everybody is going to be paying attention to just because he's been just incredible uh, this entire season. I mean, he's, I don't even think you can make the argument that he hasn't been the best player in the Premier League. If there's one kind of thing that's moving against him is that uh, he doesn't have, I believe, Liverpool don't have any double game weeks for the rest of the season where there are plenty of other teams that do. So maybe people were tossing him aside for, you know, double game week players. But uh, now there's kind of the opportunity to do that with, with minimal risk if he actually does have to sit out. Yeah, and this this is a nice segue because I, this is one of like the two or three times a year that I change my official FPL team. Mm-hmm. And what do you know in my official FPL team, which I changed and I, I think I messaged you, I think it was Tuesday or something like that. Like I've warned you off of these players. Um, I forgot when, but it was definitely before the Champions League game. Yes, it was. Um, and what do you know, Mo Salah, right in the middle of my I mean, wild-carded team. <laughs> in fairness, he's probably on – he's on literally the most highly owned player in the entire game, and I assume that many people would probably – No, but no, but now is the time that he <laughs> picks up an injury. Have you not had him the whole time? No. Oh, okay. <laughs> no, I have not. Gotcha. Um, yeah, he's owned actually, by 60 – almost 63% of teams, which yeah. when you think – there are enough people who have probably gave up and may have had him in their team already or those who didn't. I mean, it's a pretty impressive total. So let me share with you my wild carded team. I made a, a total of nah, well, I'll say it's 5, 10, 15. So I made 13 changes. Mm-hmm. I only kept De Bruyne and Lukaku. Okay. Uh, and so I put Karius and, Ryan, and Matt Ryan in goal. So two cheap options. Both, both prices start with four. Mm-hmm. And uh, my defense, I have Ben Davis, Matthew Lowton, James Tarkowski, Kyle Naughton, and of course my favorite, Andrew Robertson. Is it safe to assume all of these guys have doubles in 34 and 37? No. Okay. It's not. Okay. Well, I mean, I, I, I know that uh, I it's, guess safe to say, it's safe to say that Tottenham does and that Burnley has doubles in 34. Yep. I don't know about 37. Yep. But I figure by then, if I need to make a double, if, the reason why I did it just based on 34 is because if I need to make a switch or two for 37, I would yeah, make you still my, have your free hit. My two, yeah, my yeah, my free hit, and also like tr- my, my free transfers too. Right. That I'll uh, that I'll achieve yeah. anyway. Um, so also I also, I'm not going to do it anyway. And my five in the midfield are De Bruyne, Willian, Salah, Milivojevic, and Ibe. I really am planning on only playing three of them. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> and then uh, my front three are Lukaku, Jamie Vardy, and uh, Chris Wood. Whoa, no Kane, huh? No Kane. That was the big surprise. That was the big surprise. So was Ben Davis the only Tottenham player? That's correct. Okay. That's uh, that's interesting. It's a bold strategy. <laughs> if, if I... Um hadn't been trying to get through this entire season without Harry Kane, I would have Harry Kane now. But alas, I'm tossing him, so. <laughs> yeah, yep. No, that but makes I get it. It seems like a reasonable team for you to check again after game week 38. Yep, 
Yep, I'll, I'll check it again, and it'll still be in like two million. Yeah, that's my problem: is that I'm having at least a decent season for me, and I'm going to get slaughtered by these double game weeks because I've already had to wild card because I had a ton of injuries and I used my free hit already uh, because I thought it was the. I mean, I had a humongous week the, of the the uh, free when I used my free hit, but I'm free falling now. <laughs> Yeah, no, that's what happens. It's a, it's, it's a, it's not, it's, and by the way, for everybody listening, do not pick up any of the players that I just mentioned because <laughs> it's already started. Most Salah's already picked up at least a, a minor injury. They said they're waiting for the, and I quote, real diagnosis, which yes. is, I think, going to come today. Right. The fake one was most Law saying he was fine. Yes, correct. Speaking of, uh, that fake and real diagnosis will be playing against Everton at Goodison Park. So Liverpool come to town off of a huge victory. Uh, questions, obviously, same as Man City. Will they rest players in anticipation of the ne- of next week's uh, Champions League game? And because this is such a passionate derby and they're going to be technically on the road, even though it's a mile away. Um, Not even. Yeah, no. It's like it's literally across yeah. Stanley Park. It's fun how close it is. Um the the difficulty is that like who who can they really sit like they the midfield um i guess well defensively is where they can't sit anybody because they have nobody left and they they don't have a ton of midfielders left either like Lalana's out um ox is now going to have to play in the front three i mean he doesn't have to i guess so theoretically i think ox after his rocket goal against man city will get another start although maybe they rest him to save him like you know it's they have a lot of guys who they could play that they may not i mean solanke got in i can't imagine we see danny ings but like he's there oh he's an option how Um, fun would it be is if if if, if liverpool just absolutely insult the derby by putting out a front two uh solanke and ings (laughs) yes yeah (laughs) (laughs) um i would still heavily favor liverpool anyway i mean i I realize these games are close, and they played in the FA Cup. I think it was the FA Cup, and and Everton won, and they drew at Anfield earlier this season. Like like you said, these games are usually very tight, um, but it's going to take Everton's best day and one of Liverpool's worst for this to be close. I feel like. Uh, I agree. <laughs> um, I, I I I mean, for Liverpool, I think. You know, the only guaranteed spot is probably Virgil van Dyke's and Loris Karius's, and that's pretty much it. Because I, st- I think we may even see, like, Alberto Moreno at left yeah, back to absolutely. save Robertson to yeah. run around. Yeah, I don't think that's wrong. Um, but, yeah, I mean, theoretically we could see oh, yeah, some of yeah. the young kids, but— Yeah, Trent Alexander-Arnold's going to play at right back because Joe Gomez is hurt. Um, no, But Nathaniel Klein is back. Oh my God! I, so like, I, I totally forgot Nathaniel Klein existed. Yeah. So like, Klein's been on the bench the last two games. Uh, I I mean, I can't fathom he's like ninety minutes fit, but maybe it doesn't matter. You know, it's like he could play. Um, but the midfield, it's like other that they basically have four midfielders that they play anyway: Chan, Winaldum, uh Henderson, and Milner. And Chan, I don't even think was in. Is he in the 18 yesterday? He, I didn't see him there, um, at least. He was not. Um, I can't remember what his situation is now that I'm trying to explain it. But um, <laughs> he, yeah, so he hasn't played since, like, in three or four weeks. Uh, he's supposedly getting closer to 
to getting back, but that's another that, thing. It's, it's, a, like, it's a back injury. Right. And if you're, if you're, if you've been out for th- three weeks, let's call it with a back injury, are you really going to come back and start in the Merseyside Derby? Like it just seems. Uh, yeah. I, I think the target, this is the, the beginning of the target window for his right. return. It was going right. to be maybe against Everton or possibly for city. Right. And so now, so I can't see him starting. So now you think the guys that are left are basically Wijnaldum, Chan, I mean, excuse me, Wijnaldum, Henderson, and Milner. So those are set. Or you play Ox there and one of them sits, and then you don't play Ox in the front three with Mane and Firmino. Um, but, again, like, it'll take Liverpool's worst day to have, like, a bad result in this one, which is possible, obviously. Anything's possible. I just don't think it happens. I don't either. Uh, it, it, it's. I, I think we see – I think to make sure that the continuity is there, that they will at least – play them for the first however many minutes like 55 minutes or something like that i don't think i think score independent they may have a set rotation in terms of substitutions yeah they might i mean you never know what happens in a match so that, you know yeah, i don't think i don't think they care yeah no i'm, I'm just saying I, I don't sorry i didn't mean result i mean you know if somebody pulls up lame then oh yeah throw of off yeah. your uh, your substitutions but yeah i mean Correct. again yeah. i'm not playing anybody from from everton in this one even in in a derby like this uh, I mean, I wouldn't be, I wouldn't be petrified of playing Everton forwards at least. I mean, I'm not going to play any of their defenders because of how many goals they may let up. But so you're thinking that uh, they just shut out Manchester City, but they're going to struggle with Shank Tosun. This is barely the road. It's, it's a very sidewalk. Much so the road. It's on the they're sidewalk. Not traveling, but it's very much so in a hostile environment. Sure. They're not going to get the same atmosphere that they got on Wednesday or yesterday, which was absolutely amazing to watch on television, by the way. Okay. Yes. You start Wayne Rooney. Go nuts. I'm not going to start Wayne Rooney, but I would start like... <laughs> Walcott, Balassi, Tosun, t- whoever. Yeah. yeah something like that. Balassi's been very You can well play any of them on starting 11. You playing them? No. Of course not. I'm not crazy. There are better options out there, but right. in like a Tagus Including scenario, I'm not Firmino and Mane. You play the them hills. over... Any Everton guy? They, yeah, but that 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 doesn't that doesn't change from week to week. Like, that, yes, I still believe that 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 you know, that's of course providing that Firmino plays. Correct. Which is, I don't think is. Would a you guarantee. play Solanke or any of the Everton guys? Uh, I would probably play Everton guys first. Ooh, okay, okay. My Chelsea bias isn't that strong. Same with Danny Ings. Same with Danny Ings. Okay, yes. just checking. Liverpool forward, not na- Liverpool center forward, not named uh, uh, Firmino. Right. Okay. This was a great Daniel Sturge possibility. Oh well. Oh well. Too bad he's injured at West Brom instead of injured <laughs> at Liverpool. Right. <laughs> Too bad. Anyway, uh, I don't. Th- I, I. I mean, I, I'm. I'm benching Loris Carius in this one because I also have Peter Check on my team. But if he Peter Check. I'm sorry. He might be out. Yeah, I know. Uh, I, he doesn't have an injury designation on uh, Dinnery's site, so I'm trying to trust that. But hmm. you know, the, the, he, uh, you know, on Taga it says that he's out. So like, I, it, it, there's a range. There's a range of statuses out there. Is what <laughs> I'll say. Check. They have a. I mean, he doesn't usually play Europa anyway, but they have a Europa League game today. But uh, check. I mean, he didn't play last weekend and. He hasn't played. He hasn't returned. So, um, I would be hesitant. Yeah, I mean, 
Especially because Czech plays on Sunday and Karius would play on Saturday. Right. Good luck with yeah. that one. I, I, I'll need it. <laughs> I have two options that you don't necessarily want. Right. Anyway, uh, we, uh, I think we've talked enough about the, uh, about the Merseyside Derby. Yes. Let's go on to uh, a battle near the bottom, but not at it. Uh, Burnmouth are at home against Crystal Palace, which means that since Burnmouth is playing, that they will score a goal and they will give up a goal. Yeah, yeah. That's how it feels. Uh, yep. Stanislas is, Junior Stanislas is uh, presumably out with a knee injury. We're taping this a day before Burnmouth usually do their their injury report. But um, he hurt himself last weekend, and it didn't sound like it was a minor thing. Uh, and you mentioned this guy earlier for your FPL team. Uh, it's Jordan Ibe's show now. I mean, he's the guy. When Stanislas is not in, Ibe takes most set pieces. He is really active on the wing. And while I think he is better than Josh King and Callum, I mean, not a, not rather, he's better than Josh King and Callum Wilson. Um, he has lower goal upside for them, but he just gets involved so much more that I think he's a great play. He's the best play in this game by far. You would say Jordan Ibe over Wolf Saha? Yeah, I would. <clears throat> in which scoring? Anything. I'm going to make another bet on Wilfred Zaha. Yeah. I'm right. going to go against you. Yeah, I, 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 wouldn't, I wouldn't expect anything else. <laughs> In, actually, you know what? Can we do it this way? Um, can we do it this way, actually? Can we actually make sure that we put – I'll have a team that features Wilf Zaha on uh, starting 11, and you'll have a team that features yeah. Jordan Ibe? Sure. I'll do that. All right, cool. And 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 while we do that, can you actually just uh, tell the people a little bit more about our friends at Starting Eleven? <laughs> um, it's funny that we're doing that because there was I had a very um, specific thought to take Ibe anyway, so you kind of uh, forced your hand, walked me right into it. Yeah. Anyway, uh, Starting Eleven is out with a fresh new version of its daily fantasy soccer app. And it's time to get in on the action now. In Starting Eleven, you can challenge players from across the world for cash and head-to-heads, fifty-fifties, and winner-take-all Premier League contests. Download now on iOS and Android devices at starting11.io. That's starting11.io. Remember, on Starting 11, you build an 11-player roster free from any salary cap restrictions. And best of all, instead of seeing injuries, substitutions, or poor performance ruin your chance of cashing in, Starting 11 lets you make up to three substitutions to your fantasy squad during live play, just like a real manager. So if one of your players is having an off day, you can get them off the pitch. If a player you don't have is terrorizing the defense theoretically, like Wilfred Zaha, you can get them in your lineup. So head over to starting11.io now to download on your iPhone or Android device. I like Ibe. I like him. <laughs> it's hard to not. I just, and not that like fantasy is about um, taking guys who have done well as opposed to guys who you think will do well, but I just, I, I get that Wilfred Zaha is very active and does a lot of really good things, but I'm struggling to point to a non Chelsea match where I say, Oh, that's why, um, that's why I need him on a fantasy team. Like he comes up with zeros or, you know, low fantasy point totals, like way too often for me to think that this is the week, you know, like I just need to see something. Yep, that's fair. It's a fair it's a fair assessment. I don't agree with it, but it's fair. 
I think he does. I think we're also confused. I mean, sometimes I think we confuse fantasy value versus what he does on the on the pitch itself. So I understand. Yeah, one of us does about fantasy. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and you know, for 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 formats like Taga, I mean, with the take ons and stuff, he gets a little more. He gets a few more consistent points. But uh, it, I understand your point, though, as far as his impact on the score sheet and on a more tangible way, uh, in a more tangible format. Uh, Jordan, I, I understand, especially because he's involved so much. Well, actually, so is Wilfred Zaha. The offense doesn't do anything unless Zaha or Ibe, in this case, actually, is, is a part of it. Uh, right, and I'm kind of and trying to side with a team better. that really hasn't been doing much lately. Yeah, except well, yeah, and yeah, and you know, Burma's offensive attack as a whole is a lot better, which is crazy. Correct, and that's because Christian Benteke really is that player who's been who's that bad. Uh, it's so disappointing. It is. It is. I, I was. I. 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 I think you're one of the few people who was a bigger supporter of his than mine than I was. But Benteke. Yeah. Just because I have a Christian Benteke Aston Villa jersey doesn't mean I'm a. No, I'm just kidding. Yeah. Yes, it does. Yeah. <laughs> it absolutely. It does. was a gift. No one has a Christian a Benteke Aston Villa jersey. Yeah. Have you ever been to Christian Banter Benteke in Brooklyn? Has a Christian Benteke Aston Villa jersey. Have you ever been to Banter in Brooklyn? I have not. Oh a soccer bar and i wore that jersey there once and some guy came up to me who turned out to be a gigantic aston villa supporter and he was english and he asked me something about the game if i had caught the game that day i'm sure he used the word match and um as soon as i said whatever i said like as soon as i wasn't english it was like he had it was like i've never seen disappointment comes so quickly to somebody's face than when this guy tried to talk to me about Aston Villa. Um, that may have been the last time I've worn that jersey in public. Anyway, so what are we talking basically about? that was a foreshadowing of the disappointment caused That's how by I feel, yeah. going to a new place as Christian Benteke. This, this game has like on paper should be great. And uh, Crystal Palace just don't play that way. They don't play great. They don't play like paper. I see 1-1. One, one. Uh, that's so disappointing. Like, this this could be 4-3, right? No. Like, if you're looking at matches for the weekend, like, it's probably not Watford-Burnley. Or Stoke Tottenham. In the ten, the, this 10 o'clock hour is god-awful. Um, it is. It is. Like, but like, I think this is the like, highest. Like, I think like, this like, could like, be the highest-scoring one. This is a sandwich that has two gourmet pieces of bread and then rotten meat in the middle. <laughs> okay. That, that that that's I think that's the only way I can describe it. That's fair. I don't think I don't think it's fair to about <laughs> to about uh, like a, a, ten of these teams, but it's uh, twelve of these teams, but uh, it's fair enough to the to the to, to the other four. Anyway. Um, We've talked enough about Burmuth Palace. You like Burmuth. I like Wilfred Zaha. Yeah. Uh, now, we go – actually, you know what? I, I want to pick up two more players. Uh, uh, ben Wasaka for Crystal Palace has, has looked really good and consistent as, since he's come on. Uh, and also uh, – uh, Ben Wasaka or Wan? Yes. Close, yeah. close. Wan Wasaka, yep. <laughs> I knew it. <laughs> Knew it. I was like, I knew I got it backwards. Uh, uh, I, I think I picked him up in a couple. He does of look good though. You're right. Yeah, just just something to look for. Uh, maybe falling into a Patrick Van Anholt trap just on the other side. Probably. But, 
But, you know, it's a, it's a player on a bottom six team that I think is actually providing a decent floor because of his peripheral stats yes. if you're in a Taga formation. Yeah, they're defensive stats, though. Like, he's an actual defender as opposed to Van Anholt, who thinks he's a center forward. Well, I think Juan Bisaka is actually... He's a midfielder. A midfielder. But yeah. I'm but saying he's, he's an actual defensive player. Yeah. As opposed to Van Anholt. Which is funny. Because he's classified as a midfielder and he's more defensive than the defensively categorized Van Anholt. Right. Exactly. That was the joke you were going for that it took me a little a little longer to get. I wasn't even joking. I was actually just trying to make a point. Oh, yeah. Point made. All right. Let's go on to uh, Chris Hutton's Brighton side at the Amex taking on a traveling Huddersfield side. Uh, this uh, I can't see anything any other result than 0-0. This is a humongous game, though. I'm aware. And Chris Hutton in humongous games tends to play defensively. Yeah. Um, who do you want to win? Nobody. Do you think? Do you want both of these teams to go back down? Well, I, I if both of these teams get a point, that makes the that makes their cases for not going down a lot better. But would you like them to go down? I mean, which teams would you like to see relegated? That's a good question. And uh, I, the way I look at it, I have no like personal biases against these teams. There's no connection to me to any of them. But the way I was like, the, the way I look at who do I want to see relegated are teams I just don't want to watch anymore. I don't watch the championship. Yeah. Um, I mean, to there's me, also I, some bitterness towards West Brom because of thinking that Alan Pardew could get them out. And then they fired him. We'll and then talk, they fired him, which they should We'll have. talk about them in a minute. Yes. But I I feel I three, like Huddersfield should the, go down. I think the three teams that, that to me, it's tough because I use two – I, I want to – I mean there's two gauges that I'm going to use here. One of them is goal differential, just how good you are. And then secondly is how many goals have you scored? How Are you actually trying to go forward? Because right? mm-hmm. those are the those are the kind of two metrics that I want to try to use, and when I look at a team like West Brom, who have a terrible goal differential, and only twenty five goals, so that's one. Uh, Which and is that, the same as Huddersfield, just uh, and the same as Swansea. Mm-hmm. So, and those are the by the way, those are the lowest scoring teams in the league. Yes. Now Huddersfield is going to be the second one because they have a worse goal differential than West Brom even now. Yep. Uh, even though they have more points. But they got off to such a good start, and they're kind of they've been, you know, kind of coasting since, or just playing badly since. You know, that Huddersfield is probably the second team that I'd want to see go down, and then it's really close. I mean, Stoke have a negative thirty-two goal differential. That is, that that's bad on bad, and then they and they only have twenty-nine goals too. So I, I, I Stoke deserve to get wet to get relegated the moment they hired Mark Hughes. Yeah. So oh, wait, no, I'm they, sorry. Uh, it, Southampton. I want to well, add them to the list. Yeah, I mean, so the three teams that I I'm gonna go with are Huddersfield, Stoke, and West Brom. Those are the three teams that I'd like to see go down, and like Southampton and Swansea, just by the the, the hairs on their chinny chin chin. Like, I I I'm fine having Sw- Swansea stay, um, mostly because I like that they. I don't want to say think outside the box, but they basically do in terms of their managerial hiring, that they're not bringing in guys like Pardue and Mark Hughes and um, I can't even remember who the third one was. I don't want to lump Big Sam in there because 
Everton have been great. But I I, I want this idea Paul Lambert? That, uh sure. I want this idea that like we need to bring this guy in because he knows how to stay in the Premier League. They need to get th- that concept needs to be tossed out of the Premier League. It's a it's a total farce. <laughs> like these guys are terrible managers. They've been fired from every job they've taken. None of these guys leave jobs to get better ones. They get fired. And somehow they're like, well, he knows the Premier League, so we should probably pick him up. Like, how is that? And I realize these are like guys in the boardroom with a lot of little CYA, but like, how is that covering anything? Like, I'm going, let's go get the guy who failed four other places. He'll keep us up because he. I think there's there, there's two mindsets here, right, Andrew? So we're talking about whether you're trying to just get a stopgap manager for six months to save your season, or if you're trying to actually build a new kind of program. Now I understand. Here's where the conflict happens, right? When you're a few months into the season and that program that you're trying to build isn't going well, and you're trying to then you need to and I quote say say quote myself save your season. You, you do you scratch the program for staying in the Premier League. And I understand that that's that's what you're railing against. But I'm, I'm railing against why these guys are viewed as the guys who can keep you in the Premier League. I mean, in David Moyes's case, right, I think that may have been another person that you were referring to. Uh, if West Ham stay up, he paid for his salary like. Ten times. I I fully believe that even if they even if they fire him, they they, they made ten times the value just on that one transaction as a as a business. They, they gave him. See, I I think they brought him in to build the program. What program has David? Okay, you're talking about the Everton program. I I just mean I think I think the the plan when they brought Moyes in was this guy is going to take us to another level. Whether whether he whether he can or not is a different question. I'll tell you this. I'll tell you this right now. You know, West Ham have been in the in the rumor mill for looking for new managers ever since Moyes got there. But but I'm not saying that I'm not saying that they were that they're correct and that he's going to do that. But he I don't think he was a a signing of uh, keep us in the Premier League and then we'll talk. It felt like when he when they hired him, it was this is your team and let's see what we can do. Whereas what everyone else is doing, and obviously the the timing is different because when you fire your manager in April, obviously you're bringing guys in, or February or January, you're bringing guys in and you're saying, we need to stay up. But it's the list of guys who are on this stay up list that are horrific managers who have failed everywhere else they've been. And the idea is, no, let's bring him in because he'll keep us up. Because... Why? It's regressive thinking. <laughs> it's uh, barely yeah. it's barely any thinking. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think we I think we also associate a level of intelligence with people in high ranking positions, which we don't, we, which we shouldn't. Right, we don't do that anywhere else. It's just that, that it's yeah, like Premier Jerry League Jones, experience, not smart. <laughs> Premier League experience somehow outweighs Premier League success when it comes to these managerial openings, and. I guess everyone is just too scared to try something that might actually work as opposed to going with something that shouldn't we they're, know won't work. They're, playing, they're not playing to win. They're playing not to lose. Sure. Sure. And in this case, that actually can be, you know, beneficial on the points table because if you're not losing, you're getting points. Going back to Huddersfield, I'm surprised that 
you want to see them go down because you have been kind of a David Wagner proponent this whole season of yeah, the, you for, like for the way the they US play national and, team. but you like the way they play and how they press yeah. and they it's uh it's interesting they that they haven't been i mean they, they just don't, uh, they, they, that's where i'm in two minds like they're just not good right that's the uh, that's the other factor that i was talking about yeah i think people kind of confuse teams that press with teams that score uh because like liverpool presses and they score a ton of goals so it must be good and but it's like Huddersfield press, and when you're not good at scoring, this is what happens. But they keep doing it. Anyway, well, this game I think will be that, awful. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. But these players, especially the ones that you know who may move on to bigger teams, let's say like an Aaron Moy, just as an example, you know, they are going to benefit greatly from this. And yeah, the players will sure. Yeah, but. That's what this is really. I mean, if if you I mean, let's let's face it, Huddersfield are not going to win a Premier League, right? Like their best, their best, their best, their best source of income will be de- turning over players. And the best way to get big money for turning over players is to play a system and to play a style that's going to be beneficial at the next level of club. The, they'll make significantly more staying in the Premier League than selling these guys when they go down. No, but what I. I I, I, when you look at this roster, like how many guys it, it, are really getting more than ten million? No, no, no. there's not a ton. There's right. not a ton. All right, uh, and they're not even playing. They're, they're not really playing. Like, they're playing one of them now. Like Steve Mounier is now playing more, but like him and Aaron Moy are like the only two that you look at and you're like, "Yep, they should they should stay in the Premier League." Whether, uh, if Huddersfield go down, yeah, yeah. Is Moy your favorite player on this in this game, or is it gross? I think you have to go with gross, even yeah. though it pains me. I agree. And then I, I actually, I don't even know if I don't even know if Moy second because Glenn Murray's still been great. Oh my goodness! So it's, this game, what happened? This game is apocalyptic for me. Who am I talking to? I don't know. Let's move on to a different game so I can watch the stench off of yeah, that one. Uh, let's go Liverpool at home against Newcastle, which I think will be the most entertaining of the 10 a.m. games. I think when I Leicester. say entertaining in that there's going to be a little bit of level of quality and it will, it will still be close. I mean, Leicester you meant, not Liverpool. That's exactly what I meant. Leicester at home against Newcastle. That's yeah. correct. Liverpool having a – I mean, theoretically, they could play away at Everton and then home to Newcastle. <laughs> I mean, that's reasonable distance-wise. Um yeah, I think this is a huge Mahrez game. I think we expected it last week, and he fell flat. But I think this is going to be a huge Mahrez game. Yeah, uh, I have a funny feeling. Uh, we we I, we I, I, rumor we has it that we, yeah that we both have him in our starting eleven lineups, which we'll review later. Uh, but I have a funny feeling we both picked him. Yeah, uh, and then on the Newcastle side, it has to be said, it really has to be said, John Joe Shelby is finally playing like the player that I drafted him to be at the beginning of the season. <laughs> yeah. He's, he's been very good. Um, he's still a step below Kennedy. Kennedy is, has been excellent. Um, yeah. I think maybe if, 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 only if, there any, club knew it. if there was only any single Newcastle player I would want, it's Kennedy. If you have to choose one. Yes. Yeah. It's Kennedy. Uh, Shelby I, would I, be second. And I'm not sure Richie hits my top five. Yeah, I mean, John, DeAndre Yedlin's also been playing well recently. Yeah, yep. I mean, Newcastle are actually, from a talent perspective, their talent is peaking at the right time because I, I don't know if they're technically safe yet, but they're they are playing as far as the teams in the lower part of the table, low mid table. I think they've been in the last couple of months, at least, playing the most consistently. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. 
And, and I mean, to, and I'll put it this way: they have a better goal differential than Everton over the season. Sure, it's fact. Okay, yeah, that, that's fine. Um, <laughs> I still um, they haven't scored nearly as much as Everton has, but they right. they it's a better, better differential. Yeah, Rafa um, Benitez is a defensive coach, right? Um, but I still like Leicester. I'm not sure Newcastle score. Maybe they do, but it's two teams that want to counterattack against each other. Yeah, and Didi's out, which obviously that hurts Leicester. Um, so I'm not sure how they fill that gap. Um, I don't know if Adrian Silva or Ibora has Ibora. scored twice in two games, yeah. which is Ibora's gigantic, nuts. But yeah, he is. It's weird that he hasn't been playing much, um, and it's still very strange to me to see Shinji Okazaki basically lining up behind Vardy as this pseudo number 10 because a false 10. Yes. <laughs> that's, <laughs> that's excellent. A false 10. Um, but it's working. So why not? Yeah. It's rumored to be working. I don't actually, I, I still think Kalechi Iannaccio is a better person, person to play next to Vardy. I, I saw people talking about Iannaccio last week. Like he was going to start, like people were ranking him highly and talking about, oh, I just transferred him. Like what? What? When, what? what yeah. I haven't seen any faith in putting him that way. Yeah. Uh, I think people uh, get a little too aggressive in those sort of situations. Yeah, I, I mean, in this game, I think it's 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 Mares. Then the next tier is Vardy, and then the next tier is Kennedy, and then there's everybody else. Agreed. But I think Shelby might be the top of the everybody else. Uh, I don't know. I don't think so. Okay. I bell Ben Chilwell has been playing very well. He has. Yes, I, mean, I I still love Harry Maguire. Yep, you do. <laughs> Might not I, be the I last mean, time I, you I, mention Harry Maguire. Yeah, uh, it may not be. Harry Maguire, by the way, in line to be on one of the big uh, on one of the top six clubs next season. Maybe. Uh, I I I would put my money on it that he would be uh, on one of the top as, as long as Burnley is not one of the top six teams. Uh, I I will put I would I would put a decent amount of money on it. Mm. You know who else we would have said that about Riyad Mahrez, and he's still at Leicester. So, well, that let's, and he went see. on strike because of it, mm-hmm. and he's still there and playing well, which is yeah. surprising. Yeah. All right, we we, we gotta we've hurry up here. up that game. Yeah, we do. We got we got to pick up the pace. Uh, well, this will be an easy one. Start everyone you have at Spurs uh, traveling to Stoke, who are terrible. Agreed. Uh, I would not start Jordan Shakiri. Agreed. Cool. Uh, I got. I'm trying to see. Is there? We got a revenge game here somewhere? Maybe. Um, I don't think so. Or not one that I'm knowledgeable enough about. Hey, Ramadan Sobi's playing again. <laughs> Watford are at home against Burnley. Uh, Burnley, the offensive goal explosion continues. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Chris Wood, by the way, I think he's been involved in like like the last nine goals or he's something awesome. like that. He's awesome. Um, he's uh, great. Is, Ashley is Barnes. Bergman did not make the eighteen last week. He did not. So. In a, in classic um, soccer injury um, news. That's not the word I was looking for, but I can't think of the other news. one. Um, they were like, "He's yeah, he's he should be fine. He had a knock, but like he's no, no problem." And then he doesn't even make the eighteen. Um, and Kudu looked really good. He was taking set pieces. So I think if he starts again, I would definitely start him against Watford. Um, Aaron Lennon got the assist, though. 
Lennon did get well. Uh, did Encoto get one too, or was it just Lennon? Just Lennon. There's no way I'm playing Lennon. Um, but uh, yeah, so I would take any of those guys, and I don't really love anybody from Watford. Um, and so oh, I Kiko Feminia announced his return last yeah. week with a bang. He did. Um, but I'm not going to start thinking that Kiko Feminia as a attacking player is all of a sudden somebody I need to have. No, no. There's no one that you need to have on Watford, period. Right. Agreed. Marvin Ziegler? But... <laughs> Sorry, I had to. <sighs> we'll continue this fast pace because, like I said, the 10 o'clock slate is awful. We'll finish it off here. Uh, West Bromer at home against Swansea. Woof. <laughs> the, Bad. The only thing that I am upset about with Alan Pardew's firing, sacking, excuse me, is that... I don't know if Salomon Rondon keeps up. You this finally were getting something out of Salomon Rondon. <laughs> I, I, I was. I'm legitimately a... worried. I was going to play him on starting eleven, and without Pardew, I, I'm not sure. <laughs> I'm not sure I will. I'm dead uh, serious. I had him in there. Oh man, if we... I still <sighs> might end up playing him, but if you, can, I mean, home against Swansea, how do you not play him? And it's a Jordan Ayulis Swansea. Yeah. But don't they worry. Andre, though. They got Andre. Yeah. They're not completely Ayulis. No. Oh, God, that game's a wasteland. I mean, you have to admit you would rather Salomon Rondon than Tammy Abraham. I don't have to anything. Wow. wow. I will, but I, I will, oh, but okay. I don't have to. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Tammy West Abraham. Brown's another team on paper that I feel like should be better. Yeah. Yeah, they've got names. Yeah, they like should they stay got up. Matt Phillips, Chris Brunt, uh, yeah. Kieran Gibbs, yep. uh, Johnny Evans. Gibbs has been uh, pretty awful, but he's yeah. there. Koviak's Al- good. Did you Alan Neom. Alan Neom. I should mention Phillips. Yeah. yeah. Okay. They're good players. Gregor's Gregor's uh, Gregoriak, who was yeah. once one of the most sought after targets in Europe. Guy came from PSG. This yeah. is basically Neymar. Um, yeah, they should. I mean, so I want them to stay up because I feel like the team is good enough, but like the players are good enough, but they should be relegated for thinking that Alan Pardew could could get them there. Well, yeah, and also uh, back to your Aston Villa fan, he needs his rival back. Yeah. They're coming back, though, aren't they? Yeah, well, they're close. They, they got a they're shot. Close. They're close. They're, they're, they're candidates. They're not going to get the automatic place. I right. think. They're not going to get the automatic places. Wolves, I think, has one of them. Yeah. And I think Sunderland is going down again oh uh, yeah last time i checked on them they were going to yeah uh yeah they're going That's down sad. again right now that is really sad anyway. misery at the northeast well hull are almost hull are almost going down again but yeah. no they're not almost going down again but anyway they're not good though no they're not good anyway yeah um so i would be uh, i hate to do a wait and see on west brom guys because it's west brom but uh i would i'm still thinking about rondon Okay, fair enough. I'm still thinking about Tammy Abraham. Okay. All right, let's go on. To, we should just do we should just do a starting eleven of just like the players that we just like decide like oh these are our guys we're gonna plant our flag here. We should do that. I don't know if I want eleven of them though. No, not eleven. Of them. But no, we we we've, we've got one. Yeah, we got one. Yeah, we got one now. All right, Manchester City at home against Manchester United. That's the big one of the late day on Saturday. Uh, it's, it's on all by itself. I'm assuming it's going to be on the big NBC, the three letter network. I assume uh, so. Yeah. This uh, game will be more watched than the Super Bowl worldwide. That's correct. 
Correct. By a significant amount right. as well. Right. So, uh, like we said, they there may be some rotation because Man City has a three-goal deficit that they have to make up against Liverpool next week. Um, Raheem Sterling did not start yesterday, which in hindsight was a gigantic mistake, but not that was he it, came though? in. Hold on a second. Uh, yeah, I'm they looked much better again. when I'm... he was on the field. Yeah, because they're already down by three. Right. So Liverpool were letting them have more of the ball. But when you, but I think the Sal- reason, Salah going out too had something to do with that. Yeah, fine, all of that. But my point is, is the reason why they made the substitution is so they wouldn't get so battered on def- battered defensively because Gundogan was the one who came in, mm-hmm. and they were still getting pummeled every single time down the pitch by Liverpool. Liverpool made mincemeat out of whatever they put back there defensively. <laughs> and if you're saying that Raheem Sterling was going to make them look better in that regard, no, no, no. I think Absolutely I think not. they would have been a little better in the attack. Sané was out. pretty terrible. The, 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 they had uh, chances. Don't, no, they, don't pretend they, like they, they, they had they, no they, chances. They, 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 had a, they had one chance in the first half that I would deem legitimate. Uh, to be fair, and uh, all right, Pat I don't know what he said after the game, but you could make a pretty legitimate argument that the game could have been like 2-1 to, to either side. Because Andrew Robertson handled the ball when he slid, uh, mm-hmm. but but of course when you're sliding, you have to put your hand somewhere. Uh, I think uh, I'm sorry. <laughs> not on the ball. No, good. Well, not yeah, supposed to. Uh, but uh, the the first goal from Salah was offside. Yep. And I th- and I think there was a goal. Yeah, the, the goal that uh, that that Sane was ruled offside on. He wasn't offside. It was Jesus, wasn't it? No, Jesus was onside. He's the one who put it in the net. That's what I mean. But Leroy, Leroy Sani was the one they passed. Oh, right. Him. Yes, yes. Sorry, yeah. He was, and he was yes, onside. He was onside, yes. Not enough was made about the, like, the, like the ref. They said the referee played the, uh, referee the game very well. No, I think he missed two goals. Right. I think he missed. Other, the, other than missing two goals. Um, yeah. So, what, so anyway, uh, Man City, even if they rotate, they're still going to put out a, a solid side. Yeah, I mean, I would be stunned if Bernardo Silva. I mean, if one of Raheem Sterling or Bernardo Silva starts, one of those two will start. Correct. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I I kind of think both, but who knows? I think Aguero will not play or won't start. Um, yeah, he's he's still not he's still not a hundred percent right. Um, so I think this game really comes down to how much Jose Mourinho doesn't want Pep to win the title in front of him. And uh, I think that, and I, if there's one thing that we can count on, it's Jose Mourinho's ego. Right. Right. Um, and I don't think uh, and anybody who tries to convince me otherwise is nuts, but I don't see Jose Mourinho saying we're going to punch him in the face and try to win this one three nothing. No, he's so, just going to punch Guardiola in the face. So right. that he has to go to the training uh, to, to the trainer's room. That's what he's going to do. Um, I don't see Mourinho much as a fighter ever since Arsene Wenger <laughs> pushed him and he basically an didn't respond yeah. at all. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he's an instigator with words. He's not. He's not the guy who like you know flicks the your earlobe just to try to get you or ball tap you. But anyway, uh, I think I think this game is going to be horrible to watch. Uh, I think it's going to be just grinding back and forth, and there's going to be minimal fantasy value in it. It's one team who won't care about the game, and the other team who it's impossible to care about when you're not a fan of them. <laughs> it's 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 just an and odd, then there's Man United. Yeah, it's just an odd situation with with City that they could win the title against their hated rival and yet we could see a rotated side because they have they could always just win it next week you know it's like there's no there's no urgency they have 
plenty of games left. Uh, the title is theirs. But Champions League, they could very well get knocked out. And I think that's kind of, that's that's the priority right now. But, like, how do you do that and play Pogba or Alexis? I mean, to be fair, next week they're away to Spurs. Okay. <laughs> Spurs in a double game week. Meaning Spurs will be tired and... Spurs have nothing else to play for. True. True. No, that's not true. Aren't they in the uh, Carabao or the FA Cup semis? So April 21st, Manchester City can win the league against Swansea. There you go. <laughs> They'll win it before then because I'm assuming that other teams will drop points too in the meantime. Yeah. I mean, either way, I just don't... They can back see, their way into the title. I just don't see a lot of fantasy points in this game. I don't see Man City and Man United playing with Jose Mourinho as part of that team and, and having when it we, be a high-scoring game. When we did our rankings, we ranked it that way. Right. All right. I think we've said enough here. And before we transition on to our Sunday games, we do have a brief word to give to you. Support for this podcast comes from U.S. Bank. If you're looking for a credit card that fits your lifestyle, look no further. U.S. Bank has credit cards that make every day rewarding, no matter what you're into. Feeling hungry? Check out the U.S. Bank Altitude Go Visa Signature Card. Earn four times points on takeout, food delivery, and dining. And get two times points at gas stations, grocery stores, and on streaming. That'll keep your wallet and your mouth full. Big spender? The U.S. Bank Visa Platinum Card has a low intro APR for large purchases or balance transfers. And you call the shots with the U.S. Bank Cash Plus Visa Signature Card. Choose two categories each quarter. Earn 5% back on your first $2,000 of eligible purchases from those categories. So don't just get a credit card. Get the right card to make every day more rewarding. Cash back, merchandise, travel rewards, and low intro APRs are waiting. Learn more at usbank.com slash credit card. The creditor and issuer of these cards is U.S. Bank National Association, pursuant to a license from Visa USA, Inc., and the cards are available to United States residents only. Some restrictions may apply. Member FDIC. And we're back with our Sunday action. It's two-game slate for all of you daily players out there. Uh, the one game that you're probably going to be heavy on will be – no, I'm just kidding. You're going to be heavy on both. Uh, Arsenal yeah. are at home against a struggling Southampton side. Uh, I, I think you ranked Obama Yang first overall for I forwards? Did. Yep. Even though Lacazette's back? Yeah, I didn't even hesitate. Do you think they ever play both of them at the same time? I hope so. I would love to see it. This could be the game to do it. And then they would put I, – I think Arsenal would do very well on a 4-2-2-2 and put – you know, which I pick pick two. Like maybe let's say Wilshire and uh, Ramsey. I think right? it's, it's Jacques and Ramsey. Fine, Jacques and Ramsey. I totally agree with you. I love where this I don't is care. going. And then you put, and then you put Ozil and Mkhitaryan yep. in the next line of midfield and then Lacazette. Yep. And Aubameyang. How do you not? And Aubameyang. Uh, because Arson. Sure. Instead, it'll be uh, Aubameyang, Xhaka, Elneny, Ramsey, Wilshire, <laughs> Iwobi, Maitland-Niles. It's just ugh. they do have a uh, a Europa League match today, Thursday. So uh, if everybody gets through that, okay, Aubameyang isn't playing anyway because he's cup tied. Uh, so um, well rested, right? Right. I, given all of the other forward. Um, options this week. Uh, Harry Kane was the only one I considered otherwise as the top forward this week. Then Obama Yang. 
I guess you could put Glenn Murray there too if you want, but I didn't. No, no, no. you're just you're just being insulting now. Uh, sorry, sorry. I can't even name a player who I'd be interested in on Southampton. Um, Charlie Austin. He's back. Yeah, I'm interested. Not enough uh, to no. play him, but I'm interested. Arsenal three, Southampton nil. Yeah, I think that's I think that's right. Arsenal love these end of season points they, they, to make it this they, season they, look a lot they, better than it was. They profit on the hope. Yeah. Yep. Like when they finished second two years ago. Yep. And you're like, they wait, profit what? on they profit on two things: hope and bitterness. <laughs> because people will buy buy Arsenal stuff to burn it for arson out things. So the bitterness, and then also the hope at the end of the season that they give you. Mm-hmm. Who do you think should be more hopeful going into next season, Arsenal or Chelsea? Neither. They're in very similar places. They are. Uh, so, it, it, To be honest, it depends on who is managing the team or what vision they have for the team next year. I just mean without knowing that. Like right now, who, who seems like the better? Ars- Arsenal for stability. But but is there stability? If Veng, like there's Wenger may not be back. I'm not well, sure there's stability. If you're asking me right now, gun to my head, who's in a better position? Uh, I mean, I guess because the recent pattern of Chelsea is they take a year off between championship seasons. Mm-hmm. I mean, you can say that, but uh, I think they're in very similar places. Yeah, they are. I, I think you know when you look at the top, let's say like the uh, like the other three teams, right? That are uh, either the, even the other four teams, right? In the top six, mm-hmm. firm directions. Like they have a rudder that that's steering them in a, in a direction. It doesn't necessarily mean that it's the most entertaining direction, but it is a direction. Do you think that? Um, you think these two teams finish fifth and sixth? I assume. Uh, as of right now, I, I said it, I think a couple of weeks ago, even even after I had that Twitter argument with DeVries uh, <laughs> about, you know, who's the favorites to finish top four, which, you know, yeah, obviously now, now you could definitely say it, but when they were all one point away from each other, no, there was no favorite, but now, now that there's separation, sure. Yeah. But like, you know, what, like the Chelsea ship is just it's just anchor like they they dropped anchor and they've broken off the rudder and they decided to saw off the mast like that's basically <laughs> what's happened I didn't realize the gap was as big as it is yeah yeah no Chelsea basically I mean Chelsea have been terrible yeah against even kind of any formidable opponent I mean even against I think it was it was uh, like like Palace I think right like they they only won two one like they were up two 0 but they still let up a goal, and they also gave up a, a, a an opportunity to tie in yeah. that game too. Like it was, like they just all those players look like they are playing for either another job or they're making sure that they are just in tip top shape for uh, the World Cup this summer. Hmm. And that happened at the Euros too. Yeah, yeah. Nineteen losses between the two teams is pretty ridiculous. Not good. It's not good. Tottenham, Man City, Liverpool, and um, Man United have combined. For 15. And Chelsea and Arsenal are at 19. If you were um, starting over with Chelsea and could choose guys from the current team, who would you start with? I mean, it has to be Hazard still, right? Yeah, Hazard and Willian are the first two names that come to mind. Mm-hmm. Um, do, do, can I take the loaned players out as well? Um, no. 
because you know they're not going to play. I really want Loftus Cheek. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Is he your top guy that you would want back? Him and Kennedy. I would agree on, totally agree on Loftus Cheek. Yeah. Those Kennedy and Loftus Cheek. Okay. And, yeah, those are the two. How far ones. How far until you get to Murata? I, Murata. I still think Murata about, is really good. I do too. And, and the reason why, the, the one thing that he hasn't adjusted to, which is what we've said about Meza Ozil a couple of times, right? The physicality of the league, if you're not used to it, it's going to take a lot of time. Yeah. So he's, I mean, the big, the big complaint that Chelsea fans have had of Murata is that too often as a bigger guy, someone who, as you can tell by his jumping ability, can be very effective, you know, with his physical presence, but he hits the ground all the time and yeah. he d- doesn't get calls. And it's, and I, I would say he's getting a little bit lucky that he's not getting more diving calls. He does have his fair share of yellows anyway. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I kind of agree with you. Uh, but anyway, let, let, quickly talking about this, uh, I'm going to carbon copy the analysis for Arsenal at Chelsea, except for the four two 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 thing. Yeah, three uh, nil is perfectly <clears throat> acceptable, and I actually love Morata this week as well. Who's your best West fantasy Ham- option between from West Ham or Southampton? Arnautovic is out, right? Nope, he's not. He's in. I. I uh, I have to say Arnautovic because Mikel Antonio is out. Yes. Who saw that coming? <laughs> I think last week I said if he, if he can play 90 minutes, I would take him. He needs to play eight. Yeah, eight. <laughs> yeah. yeah. He just I, didn't I, want I, you to get really invested. He just wanted yeah. to get that over with nice and fast. Yeah. yeah. Unfortunately, I started him in a, yeah. in a EFSA league, mm. but it's okay. I have Mo Salah there too. Mm. Ouch. Yep. Starting 11? Yeah, yeah let's do it. Uh, how oh. many teams are represented in your team? I think I have a decent spread, actually. Oh, okay. Uh, one, two, three, four, four. <laughs> Sorry. Good spread. Five. No, five. Oh, okay. I have five. Five Zaha, isn't it? No. Like the, the, the fifth the fifth one was like the goalie in my team has a similar jersey to a lot of others. Oh. Yeah. Okay. Anyway. What are you playing? Your, Formation? I'm playing, a three, I'm playing a three five two. Okay. How about you? I'm playing a four four two, but I I will probably end up at a three five two. Yeah. All right. You're two. Uh Vardy and Kane. I have Kane and Firmino. Ooh. Okay. Okay. I get it. But I I basically tossed all Liverpool after yesterday. Yeah. I, I, I didn't have much, but I tossed it. The thing about having Liverpool guys though is that uh, they they play first. <laughs> I can make my I can make my lineup changes. What do you mean? Because they're at the seven thirty. If Bar- if I see that the lineup isn't the way I want it to be for Liverpool, I can change them to anybody else. Sure. But I can also just change mine and get a Liverpool if I think I like it. Yeah, that's fine. I two ends of the same spectrum. Yep. All right. Who are these midfielders? Well, Zaha's one. So who are the Zaha other? Zaha has one. Mares is another, which yep. I'm assuming you have. Erickson, I'm assuming you have as well. I do. I have Deli Ali. Okay. And Sadio Mane. Oh, wow. You really like Liverpool. I do. I replaced uh, Sun to get Ibe. 
And I also have one player from the Manchester Derby in my midfield. And who do you think it is? It's not the obvious choice of Paul Pogba. It's not. This guy scores like 12 to 25 points every game. Is it Juan Mata? Nope. Is it Marcus Rashford? He's not a midfielder. Nemanja Matic. Oh, okay. Matic is like absolutely a beast on starting 11. Just in terms of consistency. And this seems like the kind of game where he would just keep doing what he does. Fair enough. Yeah. He doesn't get he doesn't get points deducted for goals against. Right. I don't think there are going to be that many anyway. Yeah, that's fair enough. Yeah, I I, I have zero players from that game. Mm-hmm. He was the only one I had. But he was also one of the first guys. In. He's one of the first guys in my lineup every week on starting eleven. I have three or four. I I have three defenders, and I'm going to change out one of them. I'm going to change out one of them for sure because I just don't know who's going to. Anyway, I'll I'll start with my defensive three. Okay. Ben Davis, mm-hmm. Andrew Robertson, okay, and I have Davinson Sanchez right now, but it's only because I don't know who the right back's going to be for mm-hmm. uh, for Tottenham. It's going to be one of those two, okay. Um, but just in case I forget, because I'm going to a bachelor party in Florida this weekend. Wow, <laughs> that's who? Uh, who's your goalie? This is the surprise. Okay, Lucas Fabianski. Ooh, I mean, why not? It's at, uh, it's yeah, when you can, the, when you can the, play the Swansea away, then you definitely take Fabianski. Um, no, no, no. It's West Brom, <laughs> it's West Brom away. <laughs> I meant Swansea oh. were playing away. Yes, yes, yes. I'm going to uh, take Fabianski. Okay. And I have Davis as well. Um, Vertonghen, REA. Uh, I have Harry Maguire right now, which um, I don't think I really need Harry Maguire, but he's the one who I will probably change out to a midfielder. Yeah, but uh, and then I have Hugo Lloris. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I wanted to put Fabianski in there. He's the guy whose jersey looks the, kind of the same as all the gotcha. Tottenham players that I have. Gotcha. <laughs> so yeah, I have a, basically uh, a full Tottenham defensive stack. Yeah, and Kane and Erickson. Yep, yep. I diversified a little bit. Yeah, yeah. It should be fun. Yeah. And with four minutes to spare, Andrew, <laughs> this is the note that we will end on in this Rotowire Fantasy Soccer Podcast. Good work today, Andrew. Yes, sir. All right, we'll talk to you again next week when we have a double game week to talk about, so an extra long podcast, I'm sure. Thank you, Starting 11. Yes, thank you, guys. Thank you for listening to the Rotowire Fantasy Soccer Podcast. For more great content, visit rotowire.com slash soccer. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, the trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. 
Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.